Hey, thanks for listening to Their Stories with Dustin Anderson, the podcast where we explore the ordinary, weird ways of navigating this world with the stories of individuals that live within the world. Hey, make sure to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor, or some random name drop. Also, share it on social media. Their Stories with Dustin Anderson, where we get real with the people that we know, the people that we can connect with, and the people we can learn from. Thanks for listening. Dustin Anderson and I am so excited about this week. Well, I'm excited about every week because every week is a little bit different. Well, this week is something that uh, I know a little bit about in terms of the field, and we are going to talk about something that I think many of you can probably connect with as well because you've all had one at some point in your life. We're talking about teachers today. Specifically, we're talking with Alex Johnson. He is a teacher. He is 30 years old. He works for the best school district in the country, the Superior School District. He is married with one child and one on the way. That is so cool. He loves to play outside. Cannot wait to hear more about what he likes to do outside. He likes to paint in the summer. Maybe some Van Goghs here and there. I don't know. And he likes to hang out with friends. Hey, Alex, how are you? Hey, Dustin. I am doing very well. I'm, I'm super thankful for the opportunity to talk with you today. And um, ever since you... Uh, asked if I would be willing to do this. I was super excited and um, hopefully I can just uh, tell a story or something for listeners just to uh, get a little entertainment with and maybe have them reflect on their own teachers in their life. So yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you again. Hey, you're welcome, Alex. You know, the thing is, I know Alex, but I don't know a lot about Alex as well. He's a teacher and you know what? Here's the thing. He teaches, well, Alex, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not going to tell everybody about what you teach and how you teach. That's your story. So, Alex, tell us a little bit maybe um, how long you've been teaching for and specifically what do you teach? Yeah, so I, I believe I'm going into my ninth year as a teacher, and I am an elementary school teacher. I, uh, I teach fourth grade, and it just so happens to be the grade I've stayed with my whole career. Um, when I was uh, student teaching, I taught at two different schools, Lake Superior Elementary and Cooper Elementary. And the year after I graduated, there was a fourth grade position that opened up at Cooper. And I applied and got the position, and I've been there ever since. And um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we just recently got a new building for anyone here who is listening uh, in the town of Superior. I'm sure you've seen it. And it's, it's exciting. Uh, it's a wonderful neighborhood. And I've loved working for the Superior School District. And I don't think I'd want to be doing anything else. Hey, amen to that. You know, here's the thing. You're a Cooper Cub, and, and of course, you're you're uh, you're teaching in Soup Town. That's that's what people call it, right? Soup Town, Superior, Wisconsin. A big shout out to to that. Um, so, Alex, you know, really quick before we get into the nitty gritty, the really good stuff. When you say you like to play outside, what do you, what do you like to do outside? Well, I um, 
I appreciate, you know, where we live in the four seasons and all that has to offer to us. And, you know, the last couple of years I've been, uh, I've gotten more into hiking. I've done a couple backpacking trips on the Spirit Hiking Trail with different friends. And um, I love going camping and sitting around a fire. And uh, I'm not very handy, but I do try to do projects now and then uh, on my house outside and inside and yeah it's just kind of fun to keep busy and keep moving hey that's the beauty of it you know that that's the, that's the great thing about living you know I, i'm a little biased when we say we live in the northland you know in upper wisconsin upper minnesota because we do have the four seasons we we absolutely uh have that privilege and so uh, when you say you like to paint in the summer there is not any like van gogh painting is there alex <laughs> um, no, I don't believe I'll be selling any of my artwork anytime soon. Um, so my, my good friend owns a construction company here in town. And a, a lot of times when he's doing a project, um, sometimes it's either just painting or if he renovated something, there needs to be uh, some painting done afterwards. So I, um, I enjoy it and I've been doing it for a couple summers now and it's just a lot of fun to kind of get up and do something different and, you know, take something that uh, a homeowner, like a color, they really appreciate and transform an area of their house. And it's a... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun last couple weeks doing that, but I am looking forward to the school year to get started. And that's cool to be to see that teachers are doing other things besides teaching. They're they're following, you know, passions and skills that they've they've done all their life. So something obviously teacher students, which is kind of cool. So, Alex, now we get into the bigger thing. And you know, you are a teacher, of course, and you've been teaching, like I said, nine years. And of course, you inspire, right? many students on many different levels and i'm sure many of your students are are wanting to be a teacher because of you now but the thing is you became a teacher and there was somebody in your life right in your life that inspired you that made some sort of change to the person you are and this is where we get into your story right now alex so let's get into it go ahead go ahead all right well thanks again dustin and uh yeah i um you know the last couple weeks i've been thinking about something i'd love to share with other people and uh, i know we had talked about you know maybe something that's really shaped who i am today and a lot of times that's that's tricky to really pinpoint unless you really sit back and reflect on okay what do i like to do what do i believe in uh, what kind of makes me tick and then you, you look back and you try to figure out well, why do I think those things or why do I act like that and as I was reflecting on a lot of the things I like to do and um, you kind of just who I am as a person there was this there was a, another person that really came to mind to me and he was a teacher like we talked about and I thought I would just share a little bit today about kind of how we got to know each other and um, how he's impacted my life. So uh, before I get started, I just want to thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell a story for listeners today. I am extremely grateful for everyone's time and uh, even more grateful for the person who will be the reason I'm telling this story today. So when I was in 12th grade, I grew up in a small town, Barnum, Minnesota, about uh, 40 minutes away from Superior, and there was a new teacher at my high school. 
he was the teacher of my natural resources class, and his name was Mr. B. So at first, my friends and I weren't too much of a fan of Mr. B. He seemed like some strict, hardcore teacher that uh, made it very apparent the first day to all of us that he had some ground rules and that we needed to follow them. And one of the, the one of the rules we always joke about now is he did not allow gum in his class and there would be trouble to pay if he found out a student had gum and uh, we laugh about that now and I'm sure as uh, you learn more about Mr. B you'll understand why. Um, so uh, and after the first week or two you know me and my buddies kind of all regretted taking this class because it, it wasn't something we needed it was just a and uh, we needed to fill a, a, a science credit, I think it was, and there were other options, and we thought this one sounded cool, and uh, he was pretty scary, so we were kind of regretting our decision, um, but uh, when I look back, I, I'm so thankful, and I wouldn't have had it go any other way. Um, so I would say maybe week three or four of the school year getting into rat, getting uh, getting started, uh, we tried to learn more about this teacher, Mr. B, and he was a pretty quiet guy. He didn't like talking about himself too much, and nobody else in the town really knew about him. He was new to the area, so we had to do a little detective work. And after some FBI investigating, as I like to call it, on our classroom desktop computers, uh, we soon found a website where our teacher, Mr. B, was some rugged outdoorsman in the summertime who outfitted trips to the Boundary Waters. Uh, he owned his own company, and uh, you know, looking at the pictures online and everything this guy did in the summer, uh, he wasn't really very scary anymore. Uh, he kind of became a real person to us. And after this newfound information, we soon had a new respect for this mysterious teacher of ours. Uh, we also were much less intimidated of him and his rules, and I'm sure he didn't appreciate that. Uh, within weeks of our fun detective work, we were soon able to find out this guy's cell phone number, home address, make and model of his vehicle, and we did this by hiding in my car one day after school and waiting for him to come out. And upon arrival, we followed him out of the parking lot to find out where this guy lived. Uh, but we were made, as a lot of detectives might say, and we had to bail out at the local liquor store parking lot. Uh, he made sure to also pull over and say hi, so I think he also got a kick out of what we were trying to do. Needless to say, it became a game for us. What else can we learn about Mr. B? Through the months, after several class pranks, cell phone calls on our team buses, and inviting him to our extracurricular activities, you could definitely say we became friends with the guy. Uh, I'm just thinking back now at a couple of class pranks we did, and one of our favorite ones that we would do probably on a weekly basis is uh, our friend had a cell phone and we were kind of the generation where high school students were starting to get cell phones every now and then and he, we thought it was always fun to go hide in the corner of the classroom underneath the table 
and to call his office phone from our cell phone and really just do your classic uh, phone pranks with the guy. Uh, one, of the, one of the common ones was my friend, I, I didn't do this, but my friend would often call him and say that he was the bouncer at a local, uh, we'll say dance club, and that he needed to pay his, his overdue bill. And uh, Mr. B always got a kick out of that. We'd hear him laugh and then we knew the joke was over. Um, so as you can probably tell, we stayed in touch after high school. During my college years, I would visit Mr. B every now and then up north at his Boundary Waters Outfitting Resort. Um, he didn't spend much time in my hometown after I graduated. I think that that was probably his only year teaching there. Uh, the years blend together now, but I know he spent some time working in Antarctica. That's pretty cool. And um, we lost touch here and there for a couple months, but he would always make sure to email back whenever he got back into the States. And, uh, you know, we exchanged phone numbers, texts, and we'd call each other just to catch up on how school's going and how work's going for him. And it was always fun to hear from Mr. B. Um, the best way I can describe him is he's kind of your lone adventure type of guy. Uh, when we first met, he was in his late 30s. He's a good-looking guy. He didn't have a wife or a girlfriend, no kids, and his extended family lived in another state. Uh, the guy was a rolling stone without any moss even close to him. Myself, on the other hand, was destined to meet a guy with such a background. I grew up without a father. Uh, he left my mom when she was pregnant, and she never really had any long-term partners during my childhood. Mr. B was a male role model that I really looked up to. He was the type of guy I wanted to be when I grew up. And even though our friendship and mentorship started 12 years ago, uh, these last years have really defined and refined our friendship with each other. Uh, every year when my birthday rolls around, he drives two hours south to celebrate. When Father's Day comes around, we go camping. Uh, when I have a house project to do and don't have any idea where to start, he is always there. You know, I believe that there is God and I believe God had our paths crossed for a reason. Even though I'm not quite sure why he keeps showing up for me, I'll always be grateful for this man, teacher, role model, friend, and uncle as my daughter calls him and a father-like figure in my life. Because of him, I've learned so much and given back to him, I believe, so little. Maybe I'm a teacher because of him, I don't really know, but I do know that other than for my own family, I hope, I, can, I hope and pray that I can be a Mr. B for one of my students someday. So Dustin, that's kind of what I wanted to share today is uh, my relationship with a former teacher and the impact that he's had on my life. Alex, Alex. That was absolutely amazing. I'm just sitting here taking notes, but at the same time, just at one point, I'm trying not to laugh too hard <laughs> for the microphone. Obviously, I muted myself, but holy cow. And then at the end, the the how you define the friendship 
that that role model being there for you on Father's Day, coming down with you to you uh, if needed uh, to help you, right, on, on your house projects. It, it, it amazes me. I mean, what a story. Let me start off with the first part. I mean, you you and your buddies are detectives. <laughs> He tried to, um, you know, figure out who this guy is, as you told him, told us, uh, a, a lone adventure, right? A, a rolling stone. Detective work. I mean, at that point, now that you look back, Alex, at this age, and you detective work, I mean, you said you and your friends laugh about it. I mean, uh, what do you think right now? <laughs> do you think your detective work uh, would have been a little bit different now that you know the story and you can talk about it? Would you have done something a little bit different? Maybe sneak in the bushes, you know? Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I do laugh when I think about, you know, a group of 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds trying to figure out more about this teacher who nobody really knew a lot about. And, you know, in a small town, usually, you know, somebody is related to somebody or somebody's good friends with someone, and he was new to everyone. So, um, you know, I just look back and I am so thankful that we decided to kind of take uh, an, an initiative interest in him uh, and find out that here he was just this super cool guy who did stuff that we all thought was awesome and I can honestly say say that you know maybe if we had never kind of broke down those doors you know he would have just been your normal teacher to us we wouldn't have really thought much would have just went through the school year and let that be that but um but he was just he was just an amazing guy he really was Dustin he he like I maybe mentioned before he he never really talked about himself too much he always cared more about other people and he wanted to make sure that me and my group of buddies you know ha had a good direction with where we were going after high school and you know it's myself and kind of two other guys that really stayed in touch with him and and he always asked questions about them and whenever I'm heading up north I always call them and tell them I'm going to see Mr. B and they love it and yeah I um there are so many stories to tell from that year uh I'm just I, I'm really lucky to have met the guy yeah, Mr. Beast, just the, the word that sticks out right away to me is, is humble. I mean, the person that just kind of went in, did his job, right? But at the same time, not realizing the true impact that he had, right, on you in that, uh, that time that you had spent with him. And so that is so commendable. And we want to thank people like Mr. B for, for doing the exact thing that we would hope teachers would do. And I think of a quote, I think really... You know, from Nelson Mandela when he said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can choose and use to change the world. And, and Mr. B really, I think, uh, uses that as a foundation to to change the world. I mean, he, I mean, you're part of the world. What you're doing right now as a teacher and, 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 and molding these young minds, I truly believe that, that, that he had some way of molding the person you were uh, to become a teacher. And that is that is so so very much commendable so man hats off everybody if you're listening to this podcast think about reflect back to a mr b of your own what teacher right was a mr b to you out there i know we all have one and that is and that is very cool well thank you alex but i have some questions for you alex if you don't mind i really want to get really into want the mind of you 
as as a teacher and, and some of these questions could be a little bit uh, uh, to make you think you know but you, you you probably require your teacher or your students excuse me to think all the time so Alex when you were starting out to be a teacher how did you deal with any possible doubts such as am I really going to be able to care for every child's individual needs did you have any of those doubts you know, that's a good question, Dustin. And to be honest with you, I would say I have those doubts, at least during the school year, on a weekly basis. You know, being a, being a teacher is one of those things where you'll just never perfect. You'll, you'll never be uh, the best uh, possible at the, at the job. And that's kind of what makes you want to keep growing and learning and getting better every year. And... You know, you you, uh, you know. I believe the good teachers just they walk into the the school in the morning and they just they tell themselves, you know, if I can make a difference for at least one kid. I know that sounds cliche, but um, but it really can change a, a person's whole life. And the reason I love fourth grade so much is, you know, kids are are still they're still at a point in their life where school. You know, they might not like it very much. They might dread going to it, but you know, within one fun project or with with one new concept that they learn, it can totally change their outlook on the whole thing. And and you know, it can make them start to really like school and, and get excited about possibly an occupation that they find to be really fascinating. And you know, I, I just I I really. I just, I want to keep getting better at my position every year, but I, I know I'll, I'll never be perfect at it. That's for sure. And way to be honest, I mean, that's the thing is, is you're not having this type of, of ego saying, oh, I got this. I've been here long enough. I'm set to go. I'll just put my feet on the desk. But of course, you're not the kind of teacher to be able to do that. And that's, and that's commendable. So when you talk about like these, you know, these big projects that, you know, could go out and, and, and really inspire, uh, you know, a, a somebody to really get interested in something. I love you know, learning about something new, you know, uh, be able to develop passion skills. Hey, have you ever gone down in a rabbit hole when planning a great inspiring lesson where it's like, man, you just want to keep going and going and going. Have you ever done that before? Or maybe not even just a rabbit hole, but have you ever had this great inspiring lesson that just you loved to do with your students? Hmm, that's gonna make me think. You know, throughout the school year, we kind of have our staple projects that we do there in fourth grade. It's it's the year that uh, kids learn a lot about Wisconsin, the state they live in. So we do a lot of fun social studies projects with them. And, you know, every new math unit that comes, you know, you got bigger concepts like multiplication division and you do your best to find games to play with the kids where those are no longer scary things to master and that they definitely have the the power to do it. And I would say, you know, to get to your question of, you know, find, you know getting involved in something and not really wanting it to end, uh, we really enjoy reading books in my class. And one of the series of books that I think we've we pretty much touch on every year or do something like it uh, is kind of those hatchet books by Gary Paulson and uh, after hatchet you know he wrote a couple of sequels to those and kind of about this you know this kid named Brian and his life and kind of the way he learned to really trust himself and survive in the wilderness and I would have to say 
you know, that's a time of day where I definitely get carried away and probably read more of that than I should. <laughs> but um, but it, it's just, a, it's a lot of fun for me and it's a lot of fun for the kids. And, you know, just, just you know, having them hear of an adventure about a, a person that's not much older than them, it kind of ignites something in them like, hey, you know, maybe I could go on an adventure someday. So that, that's just the first thing that came to mind. Hopefully that answered your question, Dustin. Oh, you bet it did. It absolutely did. Really, there's no, no you know, wrong answer on this. And I have a few more questions because, again, I really love getting in the minds of people, right? I, I, I love psychology. I'm not going to start studying you or anything, Alex. Don't worry. But no, uh, you know, as as a teacher, right, you know, of course, like it could be cliche. You want to make the world a better place, right? You want to make your, your young people in your classroom the citizens that you would hope that they would be right when they grow up, go to the next grade, get into uh, the world that they're going to live in. But this is kind of a cool question as I was researching. Um, if you could make a billboard, if you as a teacher could make a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? And, and based on your teaching profession, right, and trying to make a world a better place, citizens, if you could make a billboard, what would it say and why? Oh, wow. Well, if I had a billboard, what would it say? Um, you know, I, you know, I, I think back of kind of my philosophy with education, and I've never been the type of person who, you know, kind of cared more about the curriculum curriculum than I did the student. You know, I kind of, I wanted to make sure that kids had a lot of fun in my class. I wanted that to be the first thing that we do every morning is do something fun. And I wanted them to, I want them to enjoy coming to school. Um, I would much rather have that than have my students be the absolute best mathematicians in the world or the best readers in the world. I, instead of wanting those things, I just want my kids to love to learn or love to hang out with each other, or love to find their passion and their dreams. So I guess to put that on a billboard, I guess, you know, it would probably have to say something like, you know, don't take life too seriously or, or care more about the, the person next to you than trying to get the A on your paper. I don't know if as a teacher I'm supposed to say that, but that's that's kind of the raw the raw feelings that are coming to my mind right now. Hey, that's inspiring. Hopefully they don't charge by the letter. Uh, <laughs> no, but that, really, that's and that's the beauty of the question, I think, because it, it talks about your philosophy, right? And I think it's important to, to have our own personal and professional philosophies, and I think that would be a, a great billboard, and I think maybe ease the anxieties of those students that maybe are, are, are challenged on those tests or possible. Obviously, you want them to do their best, as I know you do, but I think that is a, an absolute wonderful answer. A couple more questions until then, and then I'm going to end with some two fun questions, I think, to kind of get to know you as a person. Uh, you know, you've been in the profession long enough where I think that you have a lot of advice to offer, and I'm not sure if you've had student teachers yet in your classroom, but what is the biggest piece of advice that you would offer to young teachers about to enter uh, this profession, Alex? You know, um, if I could say anything to new teachers, first-year teachers, you know, I would want them to 
to really not compare themselves to other teachers in their building. That was one of the things that, you know, would always kind of bring me down my first year because there are so many great teachers at my school and I would look at these amazing things that they're doing in their classrooms and even the way their classrooms looked. I mean, every one of them could be on Pinterest except for mine. But um, I would just say don't compare yourself to other teachers because there's always going to be other teachers that are doing things better than you and that's just fine. What I want you to do as a new teacher is find what your go-to is gonna be. What are you gonna be an expert in? What are you gonna want your students to kind of feel when they enter your classroom? And really take that and run with it because you're not gonna be good at everything. So find the areas that excite you and really try to implement those in your classroom. That would be what I say, Dustin. Hey, that's the greatest advice. Absolutely. And I would still subscribe to your Pinterest page, Alex. I think I would. I, I, I like Pinterest, but I'm sure you would have some good things on there as well. Okay, now, Alex, let's, we're going to go into a few questions before we end and some kind of cool, fun, uh, I guess, personal questions. Of course, you work in a school and, and, and you might have gone to the principal's office as a teacher just to kind of talk to your principal, right? And, and maybe, I don't know, bring some students down, you, down there. But now, as a student yourself, Alex... When you were a student, have you ever been to the principal's office? Ooh, so uh, just to make sure I understand the question, Dustin, are you asking when I was a student, had I ever gone to the principal's office? Yes, as a student, yes. Well, uh, the I honestly, I was, I was an okay kid. I, I tried to, you know, behave and not get in too much trouble but there's one thing that comes to mind so when I I think I was a junior um, I got called into the principal's office and inside the office was not only the principal but a police officer and if that doesn't scare you I don't know what will so I they had me sit down and the police officer uh, asked me for my name basic information and then he asked me what my license plate number was I didn't know it offhand, so I had to go find out in the parking lot. And uh, apparently, uh, the previous day, when I was leaving school, driving to baseball practice, I not only not only ran one of those little stop signs that comes out of a bus when they're letting kids off, but I ran through two of them in about four minutes. So I got in big trouble. <laughs> I, uh, I had to go to court and I had to pay a big fine and I had to go apologize to the bus drivers. Um, it, was, it was not a fun day for me and my mom was pretty upset. I think I lost my driving privileges for a couple weeks. Uh, so that is the one scary principal moment of my life. Man, what a story. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're here, you're safe, and everybody's, everybody's good. But uh, hopefully, Alex, you'll never have to visit the principal's office like that again. So two more questions, Alex. And this one's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, of course, you, you got the, the great teacher lounge at the school, right? A uh, chance for you to go and eat your lunch and maybe reminisce and talk with other teachers. But, but if you could have a dream lunch, right? If you could bring in the best lunch possible for every teacher every staff member, everybody in the whole school, what would you choose to feed everybody, uh, you know, with? What would you, what would you do? 
Well, uh, that's actually kind of an easy question for me to answer. So during the school year, there are about four days that I actually do get to eat the best meal I think a teacher can possibly have. And I'm not just saying this for a plug or to make anyone feel good, but our PTA <clears throat> supplies dinner on the four nights of conferences in the school year. And it is honestly the best food a person can have. So if I could, you know, find a way for that to happen during lunchtime for everyone, uh, I think I, I think that we would be uh, feeling pretty good that afternoon. So um, the Cooper PTA uh, just does an, a phenomenal job uh, making us teachers really feel at home and enjoy conference night, which uh, gets to be pretty long. Yeah, and I've been privileged to be a part of those uh, some of those meals as well, and eat, eating with the PTA and what they provided. And you are right, Alex. They are great meals, and you are going to go away full. So now you talked about uh, social studies. You talked about obviously the Wisconsin history, learning about Wisconsin. But let's dive into a little bit more about history. And again, not really diving in, but thinking about some of your people in history uh, that you maybe enjoy reading about because you said you like to read um, if you could have lunch with somebody from history whether living or dead uh, you've probably been asked this question before maybe you even ask your own students who would you have lunch with who are the three people you would like to have lunch with uh, living, uh, or dead? living or dead Ooh, okay when it comes to authors who would I like to have lunch with um, well Let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm actually near my bookshelf, so I'm going to cheat a little bit and take a peek at a couple of my favorite books. Uh, okay, so this might be cheating a little bit, Dustin, but this is not an author. Well, no, I think he did write a book or two, but I'm, I mostly have just a bunch of books about this person. But I would say instead of any three people, there is just one person that I would do anything uh, to hang out with for a day, and that would be my man, Bruce Springsteen. I think he is just the coolest guy to ever live, and um, I would love to just hang out with him, ask him a million questions, maybe beg him to play a song or two, uh, but he would be my go-to for sure. Wouldn't regret a thing. Hey, that, that would be, uh, that'd be uh, the the boss right that would be <laughs> uh bruce springsteen come on they gotta respect that who could argue wanting to have lunch and hopefully uh hopefully he buys i would i would think that he would buy alex well alex you know before we leave today I, a couple of quotes that i can think of right away ellie carter she is a uh, novels author um and she said the older i got the smarter my teachers became and it seems like Right, we all we all have this idea, right? As we grow older, we reflect back on our teachers and like, man, they were, they knew what they were talking about. They knew what we were doing, and that is the beauty of teachers. And teachers can change the lives, Alex, but with the right mix of chalk and challenges. I don't think you do you even use chalk in your classroom anymore, Alex. Uh, I can happily say that I don't think I've ever used chalk. So um, dry erase markers for me all the way, baby. Yeah, I remember <laughs> running on the chalkboard as a as a student. I remember just the, the getting your fingernails on. I, I just I just cringe up 
uh, listening to that sound. Well, Alex, our time is over today, but I'll tell you right now, your story was inspiring and is inspiring and will be inspiring to those that people. We have a nice little following of people on this podcast, and I hope that we even have people in Argentina and Germany that listen. Uh, it's a small percentage, but still, nonetheless, it's it's still people across across the ocean. So I hopefully they will they will take something and reflect, and hope everybody takes back and reflects on something more specifically someone that that made an impact in their life in school whether that be elementary middle school high school maybe even post-secondary or a combination of that alex any final words before we sign off uh no just thanks again dustin for this opportunity thanks everyone uh who listens and uh, yeah, maybe just um, I'm looking back here at the notes I took and even, you know, if you're not a teacher, you know, any career that you do, uh, you know, I would I would definitely challenge you uh, to be a Mr. B to, to someone else in your life, somebody that, that would least expect it. Um, so with whatever that means to you, that's what I'll leave with. But thank you, everyone. I really appreciate the time here today. And thank you, Alex. And find everybody out there, find your Mr. B. This has been Their Stories with Dustin Anderson and Alex Johnson. We'll talk to you later.